Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Continuing our study on the seven spirits of God, we're moving up the list that is given to us in the book of Isaiah chapter 11 to the spirit of counsel. And the church among the seven churches in the book of Revelation that we are given that we see a correlation with to this spirit is the church of Thyatira. In Revelations chapter 2, starting in verse 18, we read, And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. Of course, this being Jesus, he says, I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be even more than the first. Notwithstanding, I do have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you no other burden, but that which ye have already had, hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So today, as we talk about the spirit of counsel, we look at the church of Thyatira because that they had allowed in counterfeit counsel, a false prophet, a false teacher. In this example, it is given to us as the spirit of Jezebel, Jezebel counsels you to sin. She counsels you to take matters into your own hands. That is what Jezebel did in the Old Testament. She counseled Ahab to move against the words of Scripture, the laws of God, and to take matters into his own hand, to take a land, a possession that did not belong to him. He didn't wait on the Lord. He didn't obey his word. He wanted what he wanted, and she manipulated decrees sealed with the king's ring to make it look like it was okay to do these ungodly things. But godly counsel directs you to God's counsel and instructs you in his righteousness to obey, to sacrifice, to crucify the flesh and submit to the will and word of God. No compromise. A life of faith is a life without manipulation. You simply trust the teachings of Jesus and the commandments of God. Jezebel tells you what you want and devises ways to get it. 
or justify getting it, while godly counsel tells you what God wants, even when your flesh doesn't like it. Jezebel or false teachers, false prophets, they give you a word smooth that makes you feel good or that controls you but doesn't turn you to the Lord. Jezebel, the false prophet, ministers to your lust, sensual, material, financial, possessions, positions, attention, vainglory, gain, envy, covetousness, what you want. She fixes your heart and eyes on things earthly and temporary, like Nabat's field. Ahab wanted Nabat's vineyard, but it wasn't for him. Have you been listening to teachings? Or prophecies that cause a lust or a desire in your heart to arise for other people's giftings, callings, and ministries. If so, that's the teachings of a counterfeit spirit. It's ungodly counsel. Godly counsel is Paul's counsel who said that there are those who will come and teach you that material or physical gain equates to godliness from such runaway Because that to be content with God and where he has you and what he has given you is gain. Godly counsel turns your eyes towards God, righteousness, and eternity, and away from earthly things. The Bible tells us that we ought to fix our eyes on things from above and what manner of conversation even ought we to have daily if we truly believe that this world is not our home proverbs chapter 11 verse 14 says that where no godly counsel is the people will fall but in the multitude of counselors there is safety jezebel killed the prophets of god and sought to be the controlling source of all counsel The counterfeit of God's counsel will seek to control you and silence every other voice around you. They will make you so fearful that you will not seek God's wisdom or confirmation from any other source than from them. But godly counsel will give you instructions backed up by scripture. And God himself will continue to confirm it in many external ways. The body of Christ will all work together to direct and correct so that you know that this is coming from the Holy Spirit. The counsel that comes to you will be first peaceable, righteous, holy, patient, backed up by the teachings of Jesus and confirmed by the Holy Spirit through different operations of the body. Maybe a sermon here, maybe a song there by the worship team, maybe a devotion that you read yesterday, all working together to confirm and reaffirm the counsel that was given in accordance with the scriptures. That's how a good teacher and minister and prophet of the Lord brings a word forth. Yes, counsel often does come by way of a teacher or prophet, but both of these does Jezebel counterfeit, so be cautious. So today I give you good counsel in this, do what the scripture says, and test the spirits while preaching on righteousness, and instruct your disciples to do the same. Because Jezebel gives people her opinion and counsels after the flesh, teaching people what she thinks. While godly counsel teaches people to seek God for his counsel, 
It's not a controller. It's not a Lord. It's a teacher that is fine-tuning your ear to hear and understand God for yourself as opposed to one who keeps you close by smothering you with instructions, laws, and commandments rather than just teaching you how to sit at the master's feet and learn to receive counsel from him personally. Because ultimately the best counselor is simply the one who counsels you to seek God's counsel. In Psalms chapter 73 verse 24 we read, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. After all, who do I have in heaven but you? And there is none on earth that I desire besides you. A true teacher teaches you to get close to the master and follow him, not them. Psalms chapter 16 verse 7 says this, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. The psalmist here is expressing that God gave him counsel and then confirmed it through a dream. Minister of the Lord, teach them to seek him. This is part of the doctrine of Jesus. He said, seek me with all your heart and you shall find me. He says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, without faith it is impossible to please God. Therefore, those who come to him must believe that he is God and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Take the time, have the humility, believe that he's God enough to seek him for his counsel and instruction. Because what you think will never amount to anything good or lasting. But the Lord, he knows the end from the beginning. So teach them to seek him and to walk in the wisdom of his counsel and things will work out for them. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 20 tells us this, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord will stand. My friend, preach faith and obedience. Seek his counsel and seek confirmation through those who also seek his counsel around you. You might look at God's counsel as his teachings or his instructions in righteousness, his timings, plans, and purposes. Learn to trust that more than your own. And once that counsel comes, then learn to seek him for understanding because I see one of the greatest mistakes in ministry is that when people get a vision, they get instruction, they get a little counsel from the Lord and then they run with it without getting wisdom or understanding and they mess it all up. They get outside of God's timing and they let the enemy rob them of it, of its purpose and its perfection. My friend, learn to depend on God in his fullness. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from this evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So that we thank the Lord for his counsel, but that once that we have it, we then need to learn to have patience and wait upon the spirit of understanding. False counterfeit counsel. 
will counsel you towards self, pride, sin, selfishness, vainglory, and gain, while at the same time pressing servanthood and control through manipulation towards it rather than leading by example and being the servant to the masses. It lays heavy weights and burdens on you that they themselves don't keep just like the Pharisees. A true teacher will always counsel you towards humility and demonstrate it by living sacrificially, giving up all that would be easy and pleasing to them, willing to be despised and rejected and hated by the very men and women that they are sacrificing to save in order to turn them from their sin and error unto righteousness and liberty, having recompense for the reward in eternity and a love for the Lord whom they serve and a fear of God and the consequences of disobedience for both themselves and the ones that they are counseling. Remember that false counsel comes by way of the false prophet in our opening passage demonstrated by the spirit of Jezebel. God himself had this to say about the false prophets in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 21. He said, I did not send these prophets, yet still they ran. They went, though they were not sent of him. Yes, they could prophesy. Yes, they could speak things. Yes, they could counsel, but not by the spirit of the Lord. He didn't send them, so what they went with was another spirit. He said, I did not send these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, God is the counselor. You have nothing to counsel unless you have heard it from the great counselor. So if you do not know for sure that you have been sent, if you do not already have a clear word with confirmation from him, then you're going by the leading of another spirit. He said, if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God that is close at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God that is also far off? In other words, am I not omnipotent and omnipresent? Does my word not accomplish its mission? He continues by saying, can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I feel both the heavens and the earth, saith the Lord? My friend, understand this, that God's counsel works in both heaven and in the earth. The world has this concept that there is a separation and that while God is the God of the heavens, he needs man to take control of physical situations. No, my friend, stand in his counsel, deliver his words, and they will go forth into the earth and accomplish their mission and they shall not return void until they have completed it. His words work. His counsel works. His instructions work. As long as he spoke them and not another spirit. Take time to seek the Lord for the real thing. He is still the God of both the heavens and the earth. And his counsel works. 
His plans will prosper in the end. Man's counsel comes to naught because the scripture tells us that there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. Don't trust your logic. I've seen so many times men moving in their own counsel, their own logic, being led by the lust of their own flesh. And when I tell them, did you seek the Lord first? They tell me it felt right. No, that's your flesh. They tell me he didn't tell me not to do it. No, that means you know in your spirit he might rebuke you for it and you didn't want to ask him. You've set yourself on the throne of your heart. You are trusting your own counsel, not the Lord's. Don't wait till he has to rebuke you. That means you've already messed things up and there will always be consequences. Many of them generationally, even for the simplest disobediences, don't risk it. Have a fear of the Lord and walk in wisdom. Don't speak from assumption or intellect. Get in a place of prayer and waiting on the Lord. Get in his counsel before you counsel those around you. Because there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of it is death. So easily are men deceived by the cunningness of the enemy who knows how to play on their pride and vanity and even their good intentions of those who trust their own counsel and because of it end up teaching the enemies. My friend, this is how doctrines of demons are birthed into the earth. Which leads us right into our next lesson on the spirit of understanding. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.